Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, March 14th, 2014. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host, Ry Walker. We do full-time meteor work at Differential.io. That's our uh, corporate website, using air quotes. <laughs> the uh, Meteor Podcast is all about news and the latest happenings in the Meteor.js world. You can find us on iTunes by searching for Meteor Podcast. We're uh, not the one about actual meteors. Uh, or at MeteorPodcast.com or Twitter.com slash MeteorPodcast. So... This week, uh, we actually have two mics. That's kind of awesome. So we're trying out something new there. We're going to be talking about uh, how to use the new retry package, uh, merging your Atmosphere and Meteor developer accounts, um, Keyboard Race, which is built with Meteor, Meteor for Kids, and crowdsourcing translations with GitHub Middleman and Heroku from the Discover Meteor guys. So first up is uh, Rye with the retry package. Yeah, and before I do that, I just want to um, do the obligatory begging for iTunes reviews. Um, do we have I, any? <laughs> uh, we had a few. Actually, I was just trying to find that real quick. Um, it, I'm searching for Meteor in iTunes and can't find us, so that means we, we must need more, right? <laughs> uh, if we search for Meteor Podcast, I think we can find ourselves. But yeah, yeah uh, if, you, if you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review or two. Um, yeah, we have five reviews, and we've had been at that level for a while. All right, um, so first story is um, the retry package. Uh, this is a package that comes from um, Meteor. They've created this. And, uh, you know, if you've ever tried to consume a, um, an HTTP API, uh, it works nice in testing or in development, you know, and then you get it out into production and you realize, well, the... the um, the API calls only succeed some percentage lower than 100% in the real world, right? And what do you do with that? Um, especially if it's something important, like let's say you're sending data over to a billing system and it never makes it, big problem, right? So then you have to go and hack your own code, <clears throat> try do a retry, then you have to decide, you know, am I going to do exponential back off? You know, mm-hmm. it, gets, it, gets, it gets complex pretty fast as you consider that problem. So um, uh, it's nice to see that um, the, the Meteor Development Group's tossed out a package called Retry, which you can just wrap your HTTP call in this, and it'll, um, you know, with a little bit of configuration, uh, how long you want to wait between each try, um, solve that problem. Uh, it's no longer your problem. Yeah, I don't. This is interesting. Like, I was just spending time working on something that could probably benefit from this. I think the biggest problem is like a lot of the API consumption packets are coming from Node land by default. So, I don't know, maybe it's just a matter of time before people start porting over actual. API consumption packages into Meteor land, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the big thing is, is even if it's, doesn't matter if the thing's asynchronous or synchronous, sometimes on the remote side, they tell you, sorry, couldn't process your, your, your request, you know, so you have to have some way to retry it if it's mission critical. So, yeah, um, yeah this, is, this is really neat. It gives you a little bit of a buffer for um, dealing with the realities of production code <laughs> with, with not very much pain. Yeah. All right. Next up is uh, merging your Atmosphere and Meteor developer accounts. So this is actually like 
if you go to the show notes and click on the link, it'll take you to atmosphere.meteor.com slash accounts. Uh, they are working at the atmosphere team is working with the meteor development group to uh, transition everything over to be a more official meteor packaging system and part of that is taking the account that you've set up on atmosphere and linking it with the account on the meteor developer account so if you go to meteor.com and sign up that's a meteor developer account and by linking the two I think they're going to transition all the package stuff to use Meteor developer accounts in the future. So getting it linked now allows them to make that transition easier down the road. So uh, if you have packages, I would highly recommend that you do it. If you don't, then I wouldn't worry about it. But uh, I did it last night, and uh, I'm sure... Rise done it, or we'll do it in a few minutes. No, I actually did it yesterday, so I beat nice. you. Yeah. Nice. Right. <laughs> beat you. I did have a problem trying to remember what my password was, though. For some, <laughs> reason, for some reason, I didn't have it written. Yeah, I, I had the same password and username on both sites. So yeah, yeah. You can try to hack mine if you want. No, I, I, I did figure it out eventually. But nice. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, all right. So next one is, uh, I was just trying to figure out who, who made this thing. There's a, a keyboardrace.com uh, is a uh, simple little... Uh, game, you know, multiplayer game or solo game to see how fast you can type. Uh, built in Meteor. Um, couldn't figure out who built it, Meteor. I'm guessing whoever this guy is, number one on the, on the scoreboard, might be the guy who built it because he, he claims he typed 514 words per minute. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that's real. Can people do that? Yeah, that, that seems a little high to me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> apparently. Someone's a really fast typist in the world. Oh. Um, yeah, but, you know, Josh and I both went. I was uh, 60 words per minute uh, with 84% accuracy, and Josh was 61 with 83% accuracy. So sounds yeah. about right. No, nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near the top because no. all these crazy words per minute, which I think are fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, But, yeah, it's, it's a neat uh, real-time app built in Meteor. So, yet again, I mean, we're starting to see uh, lots of variety of uh, Meteor out in the wild. Yeah, it's it's really fun too because like as you're typing, it's showing you what you've gotten right and wrong. And uh, if you get on the site at the same time as someone else, like you can actually race against each other to see who does better. So yeah, we should we should, should we do that live right? No, we shouldn't. Do no, that. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think us typing a paragraph would sound very boring on the podcast. <laughs> we are racing. <laughs> Right. Maybe maybe we had a third person like calling play by play. That could be interesting. Yeah. All right. Maybe next week. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, I was looking at keyboard race. Oh no, Mister <laughs> Media, uh, Media for Kids. Yeah. So there was a post uh, twenty hours ago. So I guess just yesterday about uh, Media for Kids. It was on the um, Media dot com blog, and uh, they kind of. So I, I, I guess the Meteor of Minneapolis had a special meetup called Meteor for Kids, and they had 14 kids' grades, 4th through 7th, come in and code Meteor for the first time. looks like um, maybe they had a package to get kids started called Meteor Pets, and then from there they could expand and start doing things. So the, I think the basic was they could get some food and then feed the pets through inserts and updates, and then... Um, the kids' imaginations started going crazy, like, you know, can we make them breathe fire? And and so they just kind of, like, encouraged them to figure out how to code those things in and make them work. So 
looks very interesting. Uh, a lot of good pictures here, and uh, I- I'd love to hear more about their curriculum because I'd love to maybe implement this ourselves in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like, so I have, um, I literally have a fifth grade daughter who whenever I wear my meteor shirt, she's, she says, Oh, I want that shirt. (laughs) I don't know why she wants the shirt that says meteor. She knows it's about web programming, but she wants a meteor shirt. So looking at the photo on this blog post, this is her route to get to getting a meteor shirt. We've got to bring meteor for kids to Cincinnati. We've got one person signed up already. So maybe I guess we'll reach out to the Meteor Minneapolis people and make it happen. Yeah, nice. Great job, guys. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, oh, crowdsourcing translations with GitHub Middleman or Heroku. Big, long title. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's already seen this one because uh, Discover Meteor is so well-read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we did. We talked a little bit about this last week because they just they'd announced it and they had, like, progress bars and all that stuff going on, but... But now you actually get to kind of peek behind the curtain. So this isn't technically like a meteor-specific type thing, but um, it is interesting to see how they're hooking everything together um, using, uh, let's see. So they've got the GitHub repos, which then compile into a central discover meteor static repo and then they're using codeship which i think is combining everything together and then it's deploying to subdomains on heroku so it's like es.discovermeteor.com and um, ru.discovermeteor.com so it's it's really interesting because they're able to control the use the github permissions to like allow people access to commit and they're, it's just Markdown. So they're taking the Markdown and then compiling it using Middleman, producing the HTML. And I'd love to actually see the next step. Something I've been working on as part of the, the testing with Meteor book is taking static HTML and then compiling it to a PDF. So uh, maybe I can contribute that back somehow. Uh, well, I wonder in CodeShip, you can... Can you run really arbitrary code? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you, I bet we could on. I mean, if if yeah. we were open source, we could do it on Travis too, or right. really anywhere. But but yeah, the idea is that like you can run that those scripts, and then as long as they exit with a you know a, is a one, that's yeah. a success. So you're good. Um, if they exit with the wrong code number because something crashed, then you know obviously that would be bad and it'd fail. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can run whatever you want as long as the exit codes are right. It'll yeah. be a pass on the CI system. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's great use of CI for sure. Um, I'm, I'm sure that they love watching uh, their machinery publishing sites like that. You know, with each commit, it you know basically processes through the chain. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like, I mean, this is, this is really an interesting exercise in just gluing the right tools together because they talk about using Git submodules to pull in the other repos and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great read. I would go check it out. So, yep. That's, uh, uh, that's it. That's it for today. Yeah. That's all. all. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully the sound was a little better this week. Uh, we're not sharing a mic anymore. (laughs) All right. Talk to you next week. Yep.